This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as um, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more know, doors. The show is called The deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Welcome to another episode of That's A Rap Podcast. I am your host, Jay Rosales. Um, and if you're with us for the first time, I mean, like how could you? things are a bit new with us right now, right? Exactly, Jay. How could you? But uh, if you haven't noticed, if you are uh, a, a listener of That's A Rap Podcast, you would have noticed, there's iTunes, Spotify, that our logo has changed to Raptors HQ because this is actually our first official podcast uh, as part of the Raptors HQ channel. So congrats to us. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. us. Congratulations to all three of us, boys. We've made it. Mama, we made it. Exactly. <laughs> like those two wonderful voices you're hearing are our producer, Jay Lung, and my co-host, Andreas Babiolakis, a.k.a. Dre. Say hello, boys. What's up, guys and gals? How's it going? All this means, this whole merch is you're going to get the same content. You're going to get the same stuff. We just have to watch our mouths. I already keep it see, clean. Like, that's the thing. I already do that, but now I really have to do that as the producer. <laughs> no swearing, <laughs> Dre. Come on. <laughs> oh, you're looking at me. Well, to be honest, it likely is me. But I, <laughs> I, I, certainly, I certainly try my best. Yeah. Well, anyways, yeah. You don't know what gets cut Like out. Jay said, we're, we're really happy that we're part of the Raptors HQ group. Uh, thank you for keeping us in your ears. And we can't wait to give you more content, especially about the Raptors and about the NBA. So, boys, let's get started. The rap, no, not not even the Raptors. The NBA uh, just released their All Star starters. Do you guys want me? Yeah. Do you guys want me to yeah, uh, name them off? Absolutely. Just just a just a quick note to everyone. I mean, we we're publishing this on Friday morning, but we are recording this Thursday night. So, yeah, well, this is a lot of breaking news has happened tonight. And uh, the, I guess the first one we'll touch upon is, yeah, the All-Star started. So, yeah, Jay, hit us with some uh, starters. All right. So, on the Western Conference side, you had your captain, LeBron James, of course. And then you have uh, Stephen Curry, James Harden, Kevin Durant, and Paul George. For your Eastern Conference, you got the captain. Dre, do you want to say the captain? Yanni? Or as most people call him, Giannis Adenikumbo. Perfect. Kyrie Irving, Kemba Walker, which is awesome because it's going to be in Charlotte, Joel Embiid, and yours truly, Kawhi, Bartholomew James Leonard. What do you guys think? That's even his middle name. No, I, don't I really know. have no idea. I just want to throw that in there. Thank <laughs> you for the uh, reference. But you guys could have went with um, it. Though. I should have got went with it. Well, I mean, it's too late now. Uh, I think it's a very interesting all-star lineup. What's very noteworthy is 
let's be honest here, who is an MVP and highlight of the All-Star Games almost all the time? Russell Westbrook. It's very interesting that he has always struggled, I guess because of his position, to reach the starter position. And here we got Paul George, who last year looked like he lost everything when he made his trip from Indiana over to Oklahoma City. It's a very interesting starting position to have Paul George there, because, of course, Paul George is fire. This year, he's fire. He's, he's fantastic. Yeah, at least somebody from OKC's made it in the, in the starting position since KD left. So, I mean, there you go. So you think Westbrook uh, is kind of a snub for the Western Conference? Well, he never will get that position because you have other people who are sure locks, like Curry always right. making it in, right? right but sure. um, we know he's going to be there. We know he's going to put on a show. But just the fact that at least teammate Paul George is not just being recognized, but to the nth degree, I mean, he's starting. Mm-hmm. That's huge. Jay, do you think you have any snubs for either Western or Eastern Conference? Uh, I'm, I'm actually quite relieved that uh, the starters are who they are because... I believe it was at the last set of returns. Uh, we were still seeing Derek Rose in the top two for the West Guards mm. and Dwayne Wade in the top two for the East Guards. So not to say that uh, they they aren't worthy. Uh, actually, no, I'm, I am flat out saying it. They're both not worthy. <laughs> so the fact that they Damn. didn't get voted in the starters, I mean, I, I think this is, this is the part that the, the NBA got right. Um, they didn't want to, I mean, I, I believe it is uh, the fan voting and you guys can correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe the fan voting doesn't necessarily decide everything. No, on the starters. What I wrong. know is that the fan voting is 50, percent and then the rest of it is 25 to the coaches and 25 to the media. I could be wrong. Uh, listeners, definitely correct us, but I think that's how it goes. I think that's the breakdown. We all, as as, as a community, I guess you could say, got it right. Uh, yeah, you know. Rose being up there in the top two for a while was a nice little story, but you know, at the end of the day. Curry is is absolutely uh, integral to Golden State success, and he's it's shown right when when he was missing some time, they just weren't clicking, and now that he's back, they look like that Death Star that we've all expected them to be. And of course, Harden is just—I have no more words for Harden. Yeah, that dude is just <laughs> on a level right now. So really, there there was no spot for Westbrook on this. There was no spot for for Rose, at least as a starter. So. I'm cool with the West and on the East side. Yeah, I, I'm I'm super excited that that Kemba snuck in there and uh, and and Wade. Even though it's you know it's nice that, that he's it, this is his like last year. It's just like his retirement season. Mm-hmm. The send off would be nice, but the more deserving Kemba got in. Yeah, no, for yeah. sure. Uh, out of everybody, like nobody is really a surprise. Um, but if anything, that was a good story um, to follow. Would definitely be Walker because he is having a magnificent season. Uh, his it, like always kind of Charlotte's never really done well, but him himself has always boosted the Hornets, I guess, season. And the fact that you know it's going to be in Charlotte this year, it's 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 a good thing that they that the fans did vote him into the starting lineup. But there was actually a lot of talk about Doncic too that should have been the starter. What do you guys think about that? Not yeah. deserving. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Look, he's great, but I try not to follow anything that Shaquille O'Neal or I don't remember Shaq or Charles Barkley. One of them, I think it's Shaq, has a philosophy when it comes to the All-Star game. If your team's like second last or third last or bottom five, you can reserve All-Star spots for other pe- people. And it's like no disrespect to Luka Doncic, who's having a hell of a rookie season, or Derek Rose, who's having a magnificent renaissance to looking more like he's 
former glory days than what we've seen the last number of years when he was injury prone. But, and I love both the Timberwolves and the Mavericks, but there, you know, when your team is so low, surely you can, not to say that there aren't amazing players, but with that in mind, where's Devin Booker every all-star game, right? Yeah, like there are great players on lots of great teams, but uh, this is almost like the plateau for we're halfway there. You put in the hard work. You yourself as an individual on your team are magnificent showman wise, how you play, but also elevating your teams. Even somebody like Kemba Walker on the Charlotte Hornets who aren't also the best team, but again, it's in Charlotte. They're doing a little bit better than second last, like the Timberwolves, or like third last, like the Mavs. Like it makes a little bit more sense. Say that the uh, the like the the teams that the rosters are going to be made up is there's actually going to be a draft right on February the seventh. Yes. The way it's going to work is that because LeBron won the votes or he was number one, he gets to pick first. Then Yanni goes, and then they just keep alternating picking between the starters first, and then. They do the the picks again with all the reserves. So I'd like to put you two on the spot. Uh-oh. One of you is LeBron. One of you is Antetokounmpo. Ooh. And I think we know who's who between the two of you. <laughs> I got to go with the Greek. Let's do it. All right. All right. Let's keep tally. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put you two on the spot here. Um, Jay, you're going to be LeBron. Ooh. I get first choice. I get so, first choice, eh? Okay, so Curry. So just quickly outline Curry, Harden, KD, PG, Kyrie, Kemba, and Joel. So who's your who's your first pick? I'm gonna go. Oh, damn, this is hard. It's hard, and I, I and I should let all the listeners know I did not prep these two. They are fully on the spot oh, right now. No, eh? No pressure. This at wasn't all. even a part of our schedule. Ooh. This wasn't even a part of our schedule. <laughs> at it's, all. It's for real. All right, I'm. I gotta go with KD. Last year, I'm pretty sure LeBron chose KD as well, first overall. And I remember mm. them too. Um, I don't know if you guys remember, but DeRozan had the last shot, and then KD and James were basically there putting up a wall. And that could you imagine KD and LeBron on the same team? It's ridiculous. So I'm going to go. Crazy. I'll go take KD first. Okay. On that note, um, I'm going to get a similar player, uh, somebody who is working his way up to become a KD of sorts. Joel Embiid, who uh, is starting this year, obviously, and can play a similar position in terms of being a threat of all sorts. I mean, he's going to have a great all-star presence, and that's part of what it is. It's a contest, but it's also it's also fun. So mm-hmm. let's let's put in a big process, but also sometimes goof himself, Joel Embiid. If I'm going to go next, I'm going to play to the crowd, so I'm going to take Kemba. Mm. With that note, I'm going to go with, with Curry, because Stephen Curry, I mean... Unless you're a hater, he's on everybody's radar. The fact that he's brought this notion of how you play a video game basketball player to real life, you shoot anywhere you want, you pull the craziest circus shots. I mean, got to go with the showman yeah. going with Curry. I realize there's nobody big besides Leonard. I mean, no, besides Embiid. Um, yeah. Oh, my goodness. So, okay, I got LeBron. Hey, <laughs> Sorry? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Anyways, you can't pick me though. I can't. <laughs> Andreas, I pick you, man. Oh no, I meant me as an yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. I pick you. I want you on my team. <laughs> Maybe for the slow ball star game, I'll, I'll I'll play with those scrubs. Uh, I'm gonna go with Kawhi. Also, Jay, I hope uh, okay. I hope you're taking a note of these because I'm. <laughs> Are you okay? Good, good, good. Dre, you need a reminder who's left? Nope. Um, okay. 
I'm going to go with the dude that's on fire. Always great with the three, but he could put a jam as well. Maybe all of uh, Westbrook's prowess has, has roughed off on this guy. Going to go with Paul George. So you just pay Paul George. Uh, I will pick yeah. uh, James Harden. Okay. Right. Well, oh God, who do I pick now? Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess it. I guess it was um, that uh, Kyrie Irving stayed in the East and uh, not on LeBron James's team. So it's all working out, despite that phone call that he had to his uh, former mentor. Um, that disparaging phone call saying, "It's like to be a leader and lead all these people that don't appreciate you." Him. That's fair. All right. All right. So just. A- Quick recap, uh, Jay, you have uh, LeBron, Katie, Kemba, Kawhi, and Harden. Uh, and I'm sure if that's how it played out, I'm sure no one will make any kind of uh, conclusions about LeBron and Kawhi being on the same team or anything oh, like no, that. Nothing at all. Toronto, no. anything like that. No. Jay, you've got uh, Yanni, Embiid, Curry, Paul George, and Kyrie. Man. Those aren't bad uh, picks for the either of us. I feel like uh, Jason's team, the LeBron team, is going to be a little bit more fundamental, practical to the basket. Mine's going to be nuts. You're just going to shoot in every direction. Every which it's going to be nuts yeah. with flair. So they're two very interesting yeah. teams. It's kind of like defense versus offense. That's that's what I think. A little bit. Yeah. Well, I mean, and, and along the same lines, I mean, and, uh, you know, Jay, you were – alluded to this earlier is that okay well you know Kawhi is a starter like congrats to him like he's he's lived up to everything that Raptors fans were hoping for this year but back to to your question earlier is uh you know outside of Kawhi do we think that there are going to be other Raptors who are named as reserve and I say that plural so mm-hmm. uh, what's it to you I feel like Lowry's injury might have placed a hiccup at like his lead and assists but with people's perception of him entirely because he was off the radar of everybody. So I feel like that might have stunted his ability to be a reserve, but it also upped Pascal Siakam's ability to be a reserve because Raptors fans and Canadians were trying to get him up there as well because he wasn't in the first return, but he ended up in the second too, um, Pascal Siakam. So because it's not 100% fans, I do think Lowry will be there. I would like if Siakam was there, but trying to be practical here, I think it's going to be Lowry, but maybe not Siakam, but you never know. I'm not a Seuss there. Yeah, I, I would, I'm kind of going the same route. Um, because it is coaches and media picking up the reserves, I think everyone kind of knows what Lowry brings. Um, and besides the passing and the scoring, he brings a lot more everything else that wins basketball games and only the coaches see that and only and i guess to a certain extent the media sees that um so if anyone has a chance i'd probably of the raptors i'd say lowry but yeah you're right i think the the amount of games that he's missed kind of stifens that the chance when it comes to siakam i like i said before in our in our last pod i don't think he's there yet i he he is potential also i think he's kind of like uh, a few years ago when everyone thought that Bradley Beal should be an all-star, but every single time he was kind of caught off, he was just like, he's not there yet. He's not ready yet, but now he's definitely 
an all-star. So Siakam isn't there yet, but I feel like he will be in a couple of years, possibly even next year. We don't know. I just don't think he's there. Again, I do think he's going to be in that skills competition like we referring back to our last spot. And there's also so many players in the East like Simmons and Beal and Griffin who have a better chance than Siakam. So again, I think the only person that has a chance uh, for Raptors to be a reserve for an all-star, I think it's going to be Lowry. Jay, what do you think, man? I think uh, despite the lack of games, I think Lowry will get in. Um, back to both of your points earlier about about his his missed games. I think that's if that's really the only deterrent here. I don't think he's missed enough games to be left off. Again, there's going to be a little bit of time between now and next week when they announce the reserves. But uh, I think he's played just barely enough. I think he gets in. And small shout out, I guess, quick shout out to to Serge becoming the guy that we thought we were getting. Um, you know, he's absolute money for mid range. With, with Lowry, he's just been saving us time and time again uh, throughout the season. So he deserves some props, but it's just there's just way too many to choose from here. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have Siakam slightly ahead of him and just also barely missing out. But, you know, there is a slim possibility that he might sneak in. And the only reason I say that, an all-star spot has likely opened up with the departure of Victor Oladipo. Mm-hmm. Um he was he was a shoe in. He was going to be an all star this year. He was going to be probably Indiana's only uh, representative at the all star game this year. Um, you know, Indiana's a top four team. They have been outperformed, or I guess overachieved so far. I mean, uh, I don't know, Jay. If you want to recap what happened last during last night's yeah. game against Pacers, I'm Alex Rodriguez, and I'm Jason Kelly from Bloomberg. This is the deal. Each week, you're here as in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Yeah, it's it's funny because when you saw that when you see that play, you never want to see like a, a player go down like that, and and no one really knew what kind of what happened. Um, so Lowry throws an outlet pass to Siakam, and at least I think it was Lowry. At first glance, it looked like you know Oladipo actually had a dirty play, and then kind of like undercutting Siakam. Siakam gets up and kind of looks at Oladipo, and then he realizes, like, oh no, wait, he's still on the ground, something is wrong. And then once you see the replay over and over again, you realize that. It was nobody's fault. Oladipo's knee kind of just buckles on its own. And it's kind of hard to see because he's on the ground and he's not grimacing like we saw when um, JV, you know, dislocated his thumb via Draymond Green. Oladipo is just on the floor looking at his knee and then everyone else is kind of looking away or they the trainer put a towel over his leg. Once you saw that towel over his uh, leg, you knew that was something was bad, but he just he kind of just was staring there. And I'm thinking it's because he knew something was wrong. He's like, "Well, there's nothing I can do. Like, what am I going to cry over this? Am I going to like show emotion?" No, he is just kind of frozen faced and it's almost worse, you know? So uh, while on on Twitter uh, everyone was like, oh my God, this feels really bad because, you know, Oladipo is a really um, well-liked player around the league. And his story is is incredible too. Drafted in Orlando and how he played under Westbrook. And then now he's leading his team. And everyone thought that that trade with Paul George was, you know, a win for OKC, which kind of is. But I mean, you'd never, no one really knew what Victor Oladipo was going to become. So to have a season-ending injury like this, um, it's... It's tough to see, and 
Indiana is obviously playing very, very well. They just beat us. Again, we were um, recording this on a Thursday. They just beat us yesterday, a Wednesday night. And they're a really good team. They're number three in the East. So I don't know. Losing someone like Victor Oladipo, that could... And uh, I think we were talking about this before. They have a really hard schedule coming up too. So it's mm-hmm. it's going to be tough for them to stay afloat of the top of the East for home court advantage. I think they can still stay within the playoff picture without Victor, it's going to be pretty hard, man. What do you guys think? Yeah, I think it's uh, unfortunate. If I had to pick a top five favorite players currently playing, Victor Oladipo would be in there. Uh, As you said, I like his story. Look, I'm glad that Paul George is doing all right now, but nobody initially thought that Indiana was going to get what seemed like the better end of the bargain initially. And, Oladipo elevated the team so much that he became the most improved player. And he's gone from being quite a good player to one of the most exciting in the league. And he's humble. He just is just a fantastic athlete all around with what he can do, his, the joy for the game. And of course, look, the, the Pacers are somewhat of a rival now because the East is very hot, hotter than it's been in a really long time. And that's bad news for us because we're doing well and we've got a lot behind us and ahead of us with the Bucks now. But nobody wants games to go this way where things are easier because of an injury like this. And mm-hmm. yeah, like I rewatched the play again while you were describing it. And it really is like one of those things that just happened. If Pascal Siakam was there or Lowry was doing a layup, or anybody that he was chasing down was there, it would have been the same thing because there was no dirty play involved. It's just one of those things where he was charging after us and it happened. It's a freak accident and it's it's too bad because it's one of those things where it's not like, not to bring up bad things, but Zaza Puchulia with, with Kawhi Leonard or what happened to um, Gordon Hayward with his leg. One of those things where it's like, well, if there wasn't the contact or something, this wouldn't have happened. This is one of those things where it's like, what do you do? Yeah. Could you have ever prevented this? Cause nobody saw it coming. It's just one of those things that happens. Yeah. And that's a good point. You're it's, it's, it absolutely was a freak accident. Um, uh, Eric Kareen of, of the athletic and, and I understand the athletic is, is, is behind a paywall. So I'm not going to reveal everything that he said in his most recent co- um, column about uh, the Oladipo injury, but he, he makes a very valid point in there and related to Kawhi and, you know, Oladipo uh, earlier this season missed 11 games due to a sore knee. When he returned, he played 20 consecutive games up until last night. So the way the Pacers dealt with his return of the in- from injury, still play him every game, but lower his minutes. But you can't help but think about the way that the Raptors are dealing with Kawhi and bringing him back from his hip injury from last year, or was a quadriceps, I can't remember what injury, but bringing him back into the fold, not only leaving him out on, on back-to-back days or resting him occasionally when whenever it's needed. Like right now, he's rested for, I believe it's eight consecutive days, right? But you can't help but the comparison on like, you know, it, it almost like invalidates and the rest that they're giving him because at the end of the day, all that matters is the playoffs and all that matters is uh, 100% healthy Kawhi. Now, I'm not, I'm not going to start to guess or you know theorize that there may be some sort of a hidden injury or a small injury with Kawhi because he has missed three straight games but I will say this 
going to be playing against the Rockets. Mm-hmm. They they flat out said it. So obviously he's right. And the way that they've handled him this season is, I guess, a testament to whatever stats or analytics that the Raptors are following. And yeah, he's and when he has played, he's been great. So I think it's um, you know there's there's I guess some sort of a a lesson to be learned here. And again, we, we don't wish this on anyone. And absolutely, it really does suck, especially for someone like Oladipo, who you know he was kind of like the uh, almost the Danny Green of the Oladipo Paul George trade. Yeah, that trade true. went down, right? He wasn't. He it was just like, oh my gosh, Paul George got traded. I can't believe it. And you almost forget that Oladipo and Sabonis were part of that trade. Like that is probably one of the most even trades you can think of now, retroactively, mm-hmm. right? So Oladipo's always been kind of like an afterthought, and finally he breaks out, and everything's going right for him. The paces are overachieving, and then this happens. So like it really does suck. Yeah. Back to the Raptors, you know, it's like, you know, he's uh, the, I, I I'm I further appreciate what the Raptors are doing with Kawhi. Yeah. No, I I agree. I mean. You see that, you know, Kawhi is rested. Yeah, the last time he played was against the Boston Celtics uh, more than a week ago. So they're not saying anything about, you know, injury or... Because remember, in that Boston game, he was kind of limping at the end of the game. Granted, it, he played like more than 44 minutes and it was an OT loss. Uh, but regardless, he was limping. It, this load management, what they're calling it, uh, you know, quote-unquote load management is... I feel like it's something that has been planned for a very long time. I mean, they it's not only these coaches and these doctors that are planning out this, you know, path for Kawhi. It's, they have an entire staff, like, you know, sports science and everything. And all these assistant coaches and these trainers, are they look at the entire year. So they meticulously go through what games that Kawhi should and shouldn't play. So I feel like this quote-unquote load management, yeah, there's speculations of him being injured and no one really wants to talk about it and it's kind of iffy but at the same time it's like there's no way when we acquired Kawhi that they didn't already have a plan in place to manage his playing time and how much he was going and how much information especially was going to be given out to the public because the whole point of Kawhi's uh, detriment with Spurs is there was no trust it was all about like the doctors kind of mishandled the situation with Kawhi so in this case it's like spoon feeding Kawhi give whatever Kawhi needs in order for him to want to stay and this load management thing is definitely a planned I guess plan out schedule that they've had the time that he was signed here so I don't think there's any speculation or anything this is this has have to have been planned out a long long time ago of which um, we've brought up that he has rested a lot the last couple of games, so eight days in a row or so. That could be because of the schedule that's happening. Uh, tomorrow, or today when this is released, we are facing the Rockets, who went from one of the worst in the league to uh, frightening. So we've got that. <laughs> yeah. We've got um, an easy game against the Mavericks on Sunday. Uh, we're back with the Bucks. Thursday, so we got a bit of a break, but it's the Bucks, so there's no laughing matter. The the Clippers the following Sunday, and then the 76ers the Tuesday afterwards. That's a hell of a stretch. Maybe all of this rest is going to be worth it, especially for Kawhi Leonard. This is going to be a bit of a doozy when it comes to our predictions. So let's just stick to maybe the next week. So we've got the Rockets, the game with the Mavs, the Bucks, and if you want to toss in the Clippers, we'll toss in the Clippers. Well, seems like I, a tough I, one. Well, I th- I feel like the Houston 
the Houston game is like a, a talking point all on its own because you you both were kind of saying about how like Harden's just been fire lately, right? We already know, uh, you know, how about how he's he's got an uh, I it's you know I, I saw ESPN or TSN say something like it's an it's an NBA record for most thirty point games. It's just let's just clarify that it's NBA record for anyone not named Wilt Chamberlain. Yeah, pretty or, much. Uh, yeah. That's what I was thinking. It's a, it's an amazing stretch, right? Of 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 thirty point games, and I get that. And like, you know, they have no Chris Paul, no Clint Capella. Eric Gordon missed a couple of games. Like, he's basically playing with G Leaguers now, yeah. right? So he kind of has to score. But if there is one stat that is just blowing my mind, it's not the thirty points per game. He has scored two hundred and sixty three consecutive points. Over his last five games, uh, I don't know if this is the total of the five games, but his last, he, and this is a streak that's still going right now. The last 263 points he scored, none of them were assisted. That's like insane. it was all oh either God, ISO really? or free throw or because think of like just picture him with the ball right now. Even if someone like set him up for a three, he still dribbles like, like 12 times. He still tries to like catch and shoot, right? Okay. Like, I can't even like. I, I have a question though. What is considered an assist? So if I pass uh, Dre the ball, if he dribbles once into a layup, is that still an assist for me? Or does he dribble, what, two times? Is that not considered an assist it's, anymore? It's all up to the – it's subjective. Well, not really subjective. But uh, you know there are some rules in place for the scorekeepers, right? The And the scorekeepers, mind you, are uh, – actually, this is probably not relevant. But like the scorekeepers are employed by that uh, city's um, – I guess team mm. so like it's it's kind of like almost like understood that the the scorekeepers are a little bit more lenient on what's a stat right like if it's passed to him and like he like does a million different dribbles and, and shoots it uh that might still count as an assist it, it's not it's obviously way more battened down than that but the, the scenario that you just described that would be an assist like if it's like a pass that leads him into a layup that's an assist yeah but majority of the time, he's receiving these passes and just dribbling. That's yeah, and that exactly. Defeats, yeah, that defeats the whole assist part. Like it needs to lead to a shot within. I don't know, I, and I don't know the exact definition of it. If it's like he, they pass it out to Harden, he takes one dribble and shoots. That may already be a lost assist. I'm not sure. I don't know the exact definition yeah. of it. It's one of those like you know it when you see yeah. it type. So things. you're you're saying like it it is subjective for sure. But how Harden is playing is definitely for you know someone looking for an assist you're not going to get it if it's james harden <laughs> you know like it, it's basically dribble 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 he's going to lull you to sleep and he's going to step back and travel three times and then shoot a three-pointer probably going to get fouled too so it's it's almost like not surprising but it is very surprising because we've never well i mean in in our lifetime we've never seen this the only people who have seen this has was will chamberlain like you're like you were saying like the last game he played was in new york and he dropped 61 against philly the night before the game before 48 la he, he scored 58 brooklyn he scored 50 like no memphis he scored 57 like it's the, the the numbers that he's putting up is ridiculous right so i want to ask you guys is he already changing the nba that how the nba is uh, being played because basically um, if you think about it stephen curry arguably changed the game the way that guards play right like uh he's an undersized player and he drib his dribbling is masterful but he shoots for anywhere he wants if you watch the youth play now they dribble 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 and they cross over and they shoot wherever they want for i feel like for 
Harden, he's kind of taking like the full advantage of the NBA rules. Like however way you touch uh, a defender touches you is going to be a foul. So Harden's taking advantage of that. You know what I mean? Well, well, I mean, he's also not the very first person to do that either. I mean, you look at Dwayne Wade, who is able to know when to do a pump fake to mimic a shot. So he would go to the foul line and yet the Paul Pierce method of doing something similar with either with a step back or the step forward. So James Harden obviously has learned from his uh, from from former greats how to draw these fouls. But in the meantime, yeah, like he's got his own spin on it because, you know, as great as he is, he still plays very little defense. Um, I think he will still have an impact on the league, but I wouldn't necessarily say that he's created what he knows. He just knows how to exploit what he's learned. Okay. Jay, what do you think? Uh, I don't know. Like it's, it, it, I'm just more in awe, right? Like, I mean, we all kind of grew up with the, the Jordan era, right? And after this whole thing about how many points have been scored unassisted, I'm like, even Jordan got the occasional like alley-oop or like, you know, he cut to the basket and get an easy, easy one. Right. Yeah. So it's just, it's, it blows my mind what, what the players in the NBA are doing right now. And I'm not even just limiting that to Curry and Harden, but like, even like, think about all the star, all-star starters we just named, right? Adetokounmpo can take one step and reach the basket and hit a layup. And Mm. LeBron is built like he could, he's bigger than majority of the centers. Like he he could outmuscle Will Chamberlain if he was the way he's built now and, and shipped back to the sixties. So I mean, all the guys right now are just, are just blowing my mind. And the fact that Harden is still headlines, despite all of these amazing feats, is just beyond me. And I, I'm slowly starting to, and I'm not there yet, and I'm hoping Dre's still on my side on this one. I still don't have him as MVP. Uh, I still Harden. got Antetokounmpo. I agree with that. I think Antetokounmpo has uh, been a vital reason why the Bucks are in first place, even when he was out uh i feel i feel like the team was shaped around the coaching and his presence uh what these new positions have become and with a like they're scary so yeah i still have him as mvp but i don't know what the the current rankings are uh, anybody have any any idea i think at is still number one to be honest it might, it might have okay. changed uh since then but i mean you can make the case for Harden. although you know it's uh, mvp is it's quite subjective, uh, really. It, it's it's all yeah. about like Harden is posting up all these points, right? But is he changing the way that his teams are playing or his teammates are playing too? At at Akumbo, he can score, he can rebound, he can pass, he can. Uh, he's leading the charge for his team, whereas Harden is more like I'm going to put up these points. So, um, I don't mm-hmm. know. I, I like. I probably still go with Adetokounmpo too, um, but how the league is going, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if it if it ended today. I wouldn't be surprised if Harden got it. Basketball Reference has a uh, MVP award tracker, and they still have Adetokounmpo ahead by a comfortable margin because oh. what they're doing is they're doing they have like an algorithm that calculates okay the way previous MVPs have been awarded, um, what kind of information can we surmise from those and make an educated guess on who the MVP will be this year. And I think because uh, the Bucks are have a better record than the Rockets by about seven and a half games, that probably weighs in a lot in terms of comparing the two, right? He would be uh, so the yeah. youngest ever then, right? That's a good one. 
Possibly, yeah. Yeah, well, because how old was uh, was Rose? That's true, because Rose was the was youngest, he, right? Was he 21? I don't... Yeah, I don't remember. That's a good question. Let's pull that up. Uh, Jay, you I'll, I'll do my fact. All right. Um, but to answer your question, Dre, uh, I'm very excited to see tomorrow's game. This is going to be a broadcast on ESPN. And uh, if anybody's going to stop Harden, um, you know, it could be Kawhi. He, this, is, this is what we brought him here for, right? Because this is going to be in Houston and uh, how hot Harden is playing right now, I, I'm going to have to say this one's going to be a loss for us. Um, I, I don't like it, it's, it's going to be interesting to see um, Kawhi come back after a four game stint. I don't know. I, th- I just think that Harden's just going to have that hot hand still. I don't know if he's going to drop another 50, but in Houston, I think this might be a loss. I'm excited to see Luka Doncic on Sunday mm-hmm. for the first time, probably the last time for, for us to this. Or is Dallas coming? Dallas is coming to Toronto at some point. Oh, it's, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we still they still okay. Right. There's still a goodbye uh, tour for Dirk, and then we finally have a break for what like a four day breakdown uh, until we face the Bucks, which I'm actually oh, going I'm to that game by the way. I'm going to that game, in the cheap, oh. the cheaper the cheap seats. So we I went. Remember that um that open gym premiere or something that I went to? Uh, yeah, we got free tickets for upcoming games for against the Bucks, but our seats. <laughs> is in the I don't even know if this is possible but it's in the 600s have you ever heard of that what, <laughs> yeah. what? So uh, I was going to make a joke and say the 400 no it's, it's in the 600s so I'm thinking like in the middle where <laughs> where like the cameras are almost I don't know man like I don't, it, is that like in a condo out right on yeah exactly it's kind of like it's kind of like in the apartment like in the building apartment building in Skydome where you like watch from your bed or something like <laughs> is that in Milwaukee I know <laughs> right? so Milwaukee? I gotta put a picture of it because the retail price for these tickets are ten dollars each it's amazing <laughs> I've never heard of that in my life. I know, life, so but... I'm very like I want to go and be like I'm actually I'm under the roof. I'm still inside. I'm okay with that, but I'm gonna have to bring binoculars. But yeah, man, I'm excited for that game. I get to see Adam Kumbo, and finally I get to see uh, Kawhi don a very, 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 very small Raptors jersey. But that's gonna be a giddy. I'm really gonna be excited. Well- since you're so very far, you're gonna have to scream really loudly. But while you're there, give Adetokounmpo uh, a yasif for me. All right, a yasif? What does that mean? Uh, hello and greet. Oh damn! I will. It's gonna take some time to for my voice to travel all the way down there, but I will. <laughs> hey man, he's tall enough. You can probably high five him. That's true. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> take take two steps to reach you in like Milwaukee. <laughs> Jay, did you? All right, just a quick, yeah. quick, quick stat check. Uh, Derek Rose was twenty two. Ah, was close. When he won MVP, uh, Yanni's already twenty four. Oh, okay. okay. I thought I thought it was like slightly younger, but there you go. Yeah, is there anything else you guys wanted to touch upon before we close this episode off? No, I'll just I'll just give my quick prediction. Um, oh, yeah. I think the Rockets uh, actually. I think we will actually win. Further to Dre's point, he he's right in terms of like there there should be some concern about Kawhi coming off of uh, a bit of an absence. Um, I did a quick check on how he's performed over his last few games when coming off of a day off of rest. Uh, hasn't been that great. You know, a lot of uh, instances where he's got a negative plus minus, not performing as well as on days when he's not resting, right? I, I, like if he follows up that game with another one and he does like plus 27, whereas the day after rest, he's like a minus one on, over his last three games. So it's not that fantastic. Having said that, though, 
who the heck is left on Houston, right? Um, the great thing about the way our, our roster is built is that we can throw Kawhi on him, Danny, hopefully OG is back. Like they can keep trying to switch, but we'll have a fairly good defender on Harden. And if you remember last year's um, exciting game when the Rockets came here, we were able to shut him down somewhat uh, and stop their ridiculously long win streak. So Again, I know that's in Houston and, you know, the cards are kind of stacked against us, but I have faith. I think we'll win. Um, and then with the game against Dallas, that is actually where I'm going to predict a loss. I think uh, there will be probably a bit of a high after the Houston win. I think that they have the right recipe to give us fits, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, DeAndre Jordan is going to love the fact that JV's not there to bang bodies with him down low for rebounds. Um they have a plethora of wings who who can hit two threes a game and are averaging 13 points, and that is Harrison Barnes and Wes Matthews. Mm. So I think that they have just enough there, and it's also it's in Dallas. It's the end of a three-game road trip. So I'm going to go with like a, a, a fairly frustrating four-point loss there. Um, and then after that, yeah, we're off for like four days. So I, I won't even give you a Bucks prediction yeah, because right. so much is going to happen between now and then. Yeah. See, I'm telling you, this... This was all planned out by this "quote unquote" load management. We know there's coming up with a with a solid break, and then after that's probably it's all star break. So, we're talking long game, boys. And to go back to Raptors HQ, I think we're talking long game about this podcast too. Until next episode, Dre, where can I find you, brother? You can find me on Twitter at Andreas Babs, and you can read my film editorials and reviews at filmsfatale dot com. And you can catch me on uh, Twitter at Rosalesaurus, R-O-S-A-L-E-S-A-U-R-U-S. You can also find me on Raptors HQ. I have a weekly column called The Wrap-Up, where I preview the Raptors games of the week. Uh, occasionally, I was, uh, I'm was i on the HQ roundtable. I was there last on last Wednesday's uh, post, talking about uh, the All-Star game and such. And yeah, I... That's that's essentially me. I'm ex- again. I, I want to you know to to Raptors HQ and SB Nation. Like we're really excited that the podcast is you know moving in the in the right direction, and we're excited to be uh, you know sharing our views with you guys. And look forward to your feedback and comments. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You can find me on uh, Twitter at jlone twenty. On Twitter, you can find that this podcast uh twitter at that's a rap pod uh, you can find this podcast that you're listening to on itunes and stitcher and spotify everywhere you find your podcast search up that's a rap podcast you can also find us at searching up raptors hq i've wanted to say that for a long time i'm glad i didn't screw that up but thank you guys that's a wrap boys hey stefan you're gonna be in the all-star game that's a great achievement but don't attempt any dunks all right we don't need any slipping <laughs> <laughs>